Amen. If you got your Bibles this morning, of course, as I was talking to people yesterday, so I know you're going to be in the Gospel of Luke tomorrow. And I, and I fought that. I really did. I fought that thinking, oh, maybe God, you just give me something else. And this morning, as I wrote down things last night, still I couldn't get away from what the day represents today. And so we're going to be reading some scripture. I know we're going to be fighting with a lot of things this morning in our service, but, but if you just bear with me just for a few, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Amen. If you got your Bibles, you can turn to Luke chapter 2. The key verse that I want us to speak on and be excited about would probably be Luke chapter 2 in the 10th verse. And uh, there's going to be a word in there, all, A-L-L. -L. And aren't you glad this morning that you didn't get left out? When Jesus came giving his life, you was included. When he come as a little baby wrapped in a manger, he come to take away as John looked upon him as he was out baptizing in the water. And he said, Behold the Lamb of God that came to take away the sins of the world. And I thank you that, that we can come today and we can worship God. And this verse reads like these words here. Again, I, I just want to say thank you for allowing your children to come to this church so we can use them in this way. Said, And an angel said unto them, He said, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be until all the people. This morning early, I, I got just no handle, and I, I looked up the song, Joy to the World, the Lord is Come. So I would say this morning to you, joy to you, joy to you, happy to you, blessings to you. Ain't you excited? Joy to the world, the Lord has come. And I got to look at that word, all. And I got to thinking about how we're, this morning, we just in all, we that have been born again, we that have been saved, we that have been redeemed, we that have, have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. A gift whereby it's not a thing on Sunday morning whether we're going to go. It causes us to, Brother Larry. It's, a, it's an unction, the Bible said, is from the Holy One. It's, the Bible talks about it in life as we go through hard times. And we go through times when we don't know what we're going to do. And Sister Christie come in and her daughter Chloe had had a seizure this morning. You think about on Christmas Eve morning when you got up with your children, got them ready. But the worst thing you could think of this morning would be, you know, just not get that outfit just exactly right. Them little old pantyhose you was going to put on them had a snag in them of all things that would happen. And like, Lord, what are we going to do? But as they woke up this morning, they was getting ready. Uh, Chloe, which is done 16 years old, I guess, she was laying in the driveway. They just looked up and Chad said, someone is laid out in the driveway. And it happened to be their daughter. As we went through with the, with the Fulcher family and and how Matthew's been at Laboner. He was in here Wednesday night with his little mask on, and we preached about the power of the resurrection. We had him up on the stage, and he was singing. We, we've got a whole lot to be joyful for this morning. <laughs> Amen. Joy. Joy to the world. Joy. Joy to you. I know you're around a lot of folks like me. You wish you could... 
put it in a water hose maybe. You wish you could pour a little bit. You wish it was a pill that you could put in their coffee cup. You wish it was, it was something that you could explain them, but joy is something you've got to experience. The Bible said the joy of the Lord is our strength. And a while ago when I was talking about how we depend upon him and we go through some hard times and we think about the verse said, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Even with our saved self, even in all that we've been through and we truly gave our heart and life to Jesus, we, we joined the church, we went through the baptism of waters together. Ain't it something a lot of days we get up and we realize we're not as saved as what we thought we was. Ain't you glad this morning that the Lord said that work that I started in you, I'm going to finish. So, so greater is he that is in me than he that is in the, in the world. We've got a real Jesus, as I was preaching Wednesday night. There's a Jesus that's living inside if you've been born again. The Bible said that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you. I tell you what, I'm joyful about that. I'm joyful that there's a spirit inside of you. The Bible said when he left to go to the Father, he said, I won't leave you comfortless. I'm going to leave my comforter, and that comforter is going to live inside of you. And we're joyful this morning because it don't never leave us nor forsake us. Someone said just for doctrinal issues this morning, they would say, you know, that's right. He never has left me. But they would say the phrase because it just seems right by the world to say, but I've left him. Well, let me tell you something you never got with him. He reached down in the miry pit. He reached down in that old horrible pit in that miry clay. You didn't reach up for him. He reached down for you. He come and met you right where you are. He come and redeemed you out of your sins. And I got joy. So let's try to read the scriptures. Said, and it came to pass in those days in verse one that there went out a decree of Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made in Serenus, the government of Syria. And all went to be taxed everyone in his own city, and Joseph also went up out of Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth and to Judea, and to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of the lineage of David. And to be taxed with, it, with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And, and so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. Be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swollen clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room in the inn. And I, and I know there's a popular place to preach right there. The only reason why that Jesus won't be abiding in your life today before you walk out that door, the only reason, the only reason why that you wouldn't have the joy this morning that the Bible said, this, this peace that I give you, he said the world knows nothing of. I was talking to a friend back there a while ago, and then I've got another friend here. We, we talk about, I, I was talking to a friend this morning, we say, Brother David. I, I was talking to a friend. 
I had made a note last night. I, I didn't bring it, but it comes back to my mind. Just somewhere in the night, it could have been one or two o'clock in the morning. As we use the phrase, they're my best friend. They may be your best friend. And a best friend can only do so much here. But what I come to tell you this morning, we have a friend. We got a friend. Somebody help me this morning that, that will stick closer than a brother that won't never leave you, won't never forsake you. He's going to be with you to the very end. Somebody. I think about him going to Bethlehem and already we've got a baby that's born wrapped in swaddling clothes. This morning as I was meeting with some men and, and I, I was with them and, and I went over to ask them. I said, what about it, guys? I said, I, I don't know where y'all going this morning. It's church morning. But uh, uh, what about this Jesus? Do you believe in Jesus? Well, I got some looks. I really never got an answer that I think of it. I guess I was talking too much. I wasn't listening none. And I, I think about travel. I think about how we can get places. I think about just this week, two people have told me, I said, Brother Eddie, when you get ready to go somewhere, you don't have to worry about it. We got airplanes. We'll, just two people this morning said, we got airplanes, we'll just put you on the airplane. And what you'll do, you'll just go wherever you're going and we'll just have somebody pick you up and they'll carry you that place. Like if you was going to go to Shreveport, Louisiana and, and do a funeral, we can, we can have you down there you can preach the funeral. You can actually go preach the funeral and be back in six hours, which is going to take you probably eight hours just to drive at least. So see, time and travel don't mean anything, and I'm saying this for a reason. When we get to thinking about this Jesus that we believe in, and we say, do you believe in Jesus? We can say he was born right over in Bethlehem. It's just like, now, the way travel is, it's just like saying he was born. It could have been in Brownsville. See, Bethlehem is just right over there. We can get on a plane today. We can go where he was born. I told him the other day about me being born in Danceville, a little, I mean, it ought to have been on Hee Haw, population 57. I don't know. <laughs> But I remember being with Bobby one day, we looked up, and Brother Harris, I've told you a story, but it said Chicago, 20 miles. Now, I know you thinking Chicago now is nothing. You've probably done been there, and you've probably been a lot of places, but I hadn't. And when I looked up and seen Chicago, 20 miles, I was like, Bobby, we in Chicago. Man, I thought we was a long ways away. Like, I can't believe it. I was calling home like, man, I'm in Chicago. <laughs> Just eight hours away, if you, even if you drive. But this morning, as I asked you, do you believe in Jesus? He was born just right down the road. He was born just right over there. We can take you to the place where he was born. See, I think that's the reason why people don't see the importance of getting to know him and a big thing because of them, it's maybe, maybe we use the Holy Ghost too much. Maybe we got to a place we think that's just a... a something flowing through the air or something, but it was a real baby and he was born just right over there in Bethlehem. Do you believe in him this morning? Look what the word said. And there came, there was no room. I don't know what we have in our life, but we sure seem to have room for everything else, don't we? 
You know, it might be good sometime if we could just get up Brother Ben in. You know, uh, have you ever uh, had something maybe on your phone or maybe y'all do computers a lot and, 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 and you needed to keep it? And maybe you was just trying to sign and all of a sudden you hit a delete button. And it's gone. It's deleted. What if this morning, let me ask you the question. Wouldn't it be nice this morning just to sometime just to delete a whole lot of things? Maybe you want to delete some things that's happened, just happened in your life that you reached you never had done and you can delete it. You know, that way nobody can say, nobody can stand in the corner. When you see them at Walmart, they can't say, yeah, I heard about this. It's deleted. It's, it's over. Sometimes we have conversations. We get caught up in things. We shouldn't get caught up. And after it happens, we wish we could just delete it. But man don't let it be deleted, do they? They, they tend to just want to tell it. If your name comes up, whether it was true or not, but seem like they always want to tell that story. So I don't know if you know. They feel like they got to be the one to tell the bad news. They don't ever, hardly ever you hear someone say, did you know that they won something when they was in football in high school? You know, at one time they was this. Very few times you ever hear anybody say anything good. Ain't it a whole lot of things in your life that you wish you could delete? Ain't it a whole lot of things in your life you wish you could start over? You may be here today and you say, you know, I, I wish I never went down this road. I wish I never had gave up on going to church. I wish I never gave up on serving God. Maybe these children had an impact on you today. Maybe you've seen your responsibility as a parent or a grandparent or as a cousin or an uncle. There's many here today. The children might have been on this stage. Their mom and daddy may not have been here. Somebody wanted to love them. Well, I'm going to tell you something. God sent his son Jesus. He was just born right over in Bethlehem. And he sent his son Jesus to come to make a way so we could have that joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. And you know what he come to do? <laughs> when, when John the Baptist looked up and said, Behold the Lamb of God, this Jesus had done grew up. He wasn't a baby anymore. He was in a temple. He was speaking in such a way that, that the philosophers even were looking at him. They was amazed. His mom and daddy, I think, were off and left him, as we know Mary and Joseph. They run off and left him, had to go back and get him. And they was asking him, said, what are you doing? He said, I'm doing the work of my father. I'm about my father's business. He was some kind of man. Not only he was born to take away the sin of the world, what actually I'm going to tell you this morning, what he was born to do, he was born to delete every bad thing that you've ever done. Delete it. He, he was... He was born to come this morning of, of something that you may think, well, I, I know I walked into church and maybe they're thinking, well, just get over it. You know, a lot of times we worry about what folks think about us and you ain't nearby as popular as what you're thinking. They ain't on you no more. They own somebody else. They didn't, well, I know you think they get up every day and they just worrying about you. No, they, we're not as popular as what we think. 
But ain't it good that we've got a God to sit to his son Jesus? That this morning, because you believe on him, the one was just born right down the road, just born right over yonder. He was just born right over. And we, if we believe on him this morning, just by his grace and mercy, he can delete every bad thing you've ever done. Now, I know there's a lot of folks who try to get in that computer and bring it back. I know that the world, the accuser of the brethren, would try to go back and get it, but I want to tell you what this Jesus done. Because he gave his life around 33 years old, he had gotten such popularity from loving, can I say it this way because I'm wearing blue jeans, from loving the hell out of people. I've told folks that, that if I don't like you, if I didn't like you and you was my worst enemy, if you just fix me enough German chocolate cakes, <laughs> chocolate pies, banana puddings, strawberry pies, fried chicken, chicken rotel spaghetti, I'll come around. <laughs> I want to ask you this morning, what else has God got to do? to prove to you that he loved you more than anyone could ever love you. What else, Brother David, can he do? He, he sent his son, as I, as I think about little Trip and your, your grandson. I mean, if this morning I said, David, we're going to have to give him up. We're going to have to give him up. Oh, he done sent me a video just last night of little Trip feeding himself already. I, I sent him a text back. I said, man, that looks like a champion to me. All oh, these children got up here, and I know some of y'all, I'm, I, some, they ain't got a saint. They just look good all by themselves. I mean, it don't matter. Man, they had that, that little step they doing like this right here, and Chris would tell them, look here, we don't have to do that all the way to McDonald's. I mean, they was getting out of line, you know. She, she said, I just want you to just step just a little bit, boy. They just, and, and the ones that ain't caught on, it's just in them to do all they can do. Jesus come to delete all you done. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe he just lives right down the road. He lives just right over down the road. I mean, he did something, Brother David, that you and I couldn't do. I'm not going to give Josie K for your sins this morning. Ain't done it. Throw off the bridge for me, Brother Eddie. I ain't doing it. I'm not going to do it. Nobody can love like God loved. So here comes this little baby, and he was born. Didn't have room. Didn't have no room. They were just maybe in a stable, maybe in a cave. And there, in verse 8, it says, and there we're in the same Country shepherds abiding their flock, keeping watch over the flock by night, and lo, an angel came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were so afraid. Wow. If it wasn't for Jesus, if it wasn't for us living in America where we live, if it wasn't for the rights that people have fought and died for, 
I would suggest as a pastor of this church, take every one of these little babies, come home, teach them all you can, and don't never let them come out. Because there's a real devil. And there's a whole lot of folks that turn Jesus down. They're not... You know, in, in this word right here, Lord was talking, he, he said, he said, you either for me or you're against me. What good would it be for you to have a whole safe of money that you was going to leave your children and never share the, the combination with them? What good would it be for you to have all these word of things you got and I've worked hard and, and I've got it for my children to enjoy one day, but you never told nobody about it? I think of a story about a boy, and I was, I'm trying to close, but about a, about a boy on graduation night. His daddy had took him before, and he, and he told him, he said, uh, if I was to get you a car, he said, do you think you could take care of the car if I was to buy it? And they went to a lot, and they looked at the kind that he was looking at, and what if I was to buy you something like this? Do you, you think you could take care of it? Do you think you would... Check the oil. You think you would do the things that you would want to do? And he, of course he answered, yes. And the father had gave every assumption to the child that that's what was going to happen. And when it come to be graduation night, the father walked out on the field. And he had a, a Bible and a box and and the box was open a way that he could see the Bible where you could take it out and you could put it back on top. And he looked at his son and he said, son, I'll tell you something. Everything that you're going to ever need in life will be right here in that Bible. Well, you can imagine a son that's 16, 17, 18 years old, I guess. Daddy had took him and he had told him that, would you take care of this car? You think you could handle owning a car? You think you could be responsible in owning a car? And all of a sudden... Sounds like some of my family. They were so religious about stuff. And my mother sitting back there. She'd, she'd tell me all my life I was lost and I, I wasn't concerned about God nor the things of God. And, and she'd tell me, she said, son, Jesus is coming soon. She done told me that so long. I told her one day, I said, mama, you've been telling me Jesus is coming soon all my life. She said, then it can't be as long as it has been. You can imagine an 18-year-old boy thinking he's going to get a brand new car. Then all of a sudden, Daddy does something religious. <laughs> and he hands you a Bible, and he said, everything you're going to need is going to be in that Bible right there. So the boy goes home, and he throws a Bible down maybe, and then maybe it gets up on a shelf, and then his Daddy dies. And when they was at the casket, somebody come by and said, you, you had a good daddy. Said, your daddy said, uh, said, I bet he never let you down. He was just that kind of man. He loved you. Man, you ought to heard him brag on you. He didn't want nothing but good things for you. And your daddy, I know, was the kind of man. He, he took care of you, didn't he? And the boy just grinned just a little bit. He said, well, I will say one time he disappointed me. 
Said he made me think I was going to get a car on my graduation and said my daddy walked across the field and he handed me a Bible and told me everything I'd ever going to need in life is going to be in that Bible. That man looked at him and he said, well, ain't that something? He said, well, I'll tell you what. He said, it was a far cry from a car and I, I was kind of let down, but you're right, I did have a good daddy and he, he did take good care of me. The young man got home and he got to thinking about that Bible. He said, you know, daddy was a good daddy. And he did the right thing, giving me that Bible and probably everything I need in life. If I, if I just go to God's word, I, that, that's where the answer would be. I know that. Daddy, daddy was telling the truth and he meant well. Or to just get the Bible down and he might have wrote something in there or something. And so when he, when he got the Bible down and he opened it up, stuck in the Bible was the title to that card that he promised him. Daddy said everything that you're going to need in life will be in this word right here. But I tell you what I come to tell you this morning. It's bigger than any car. It's bigger than any mansion. No wonder the Bible said for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ the Lord. Man, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Joy to the world that you can walk out of this morning. You know that your sins would be forgiven. You'll have life as I told them the other night and I'm sure trying to close. Let me do this other verse just because I don't get to it. Said, and an angel said to them, fear not. The Bible said we don't live upon the spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. Oh, my word, you turn on TV, you, you start watching news, you, you think everything's over. It ain't over. I'm going to tell you something. When this life stops, as I told somebody this morning, we had prayer in the kitchen. Someone just got maybe four months to live. And we're praying for life. We're praying for healing. But if he don't, if he knows Jesus, the Bible said, Paul says, I'd rather be after from this body and to be present with the Lord. If you're here today and you know the Lord, and at 27 years old with all that I had in me, I believe with all that I had in me for God to save me. If you've had that experience, I tell them here at the church that I don't know if we'll be together five years from now. I don't know if we'll be together 25 years from now. I don't know when you leave here today that I'll ever see you. But if you have been born again, Unless you know you own some kind of vitamin I don't know about. A hundred years from now, Brother Sammy, me and you're going to be together. A hundred years from now. A hundred years from now, David, me and you're going to be together. A thousand years from now, me and you're going to be together. I don't know if they're going to have no Harleys up there, no horses. I, I don't know, but I know Jesus is going to be there. We, we, we so worried about trying to fit in with this life just to get us another 25 years. David, a million years from now, I'm going to be with you and I'm going to be with your wife if you've been born again. Amen. Two billion years from now, Amen. we can't find them. Well, 
Jesus said, I come that you may have life and have more money. He that believeth in me, he said, you shall never die. He that liveth and believeth in me, he said, you shall never die. So one day they're going to they gonna have a funeral. <laughs> but when the last breath goes, the Bible said, when I'm absent, boy, in them old country schools, y'all used to remember, they call your name. Present. <laughs> Present. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of funerals. Somebody was telling me this morning about seven funerals he's been in the last three weeks. Seven funerals of people he knew. Been. That ain't gloom and doom. Amen. Not if we know the Lord. If we know the Lord, I'm telling you something. The old song said, oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face. They're to sing forever. Boy, I think about these children. It don't matter what, how they hit the note, it was right, wasn't it? Some of us grown folks get up there, we miss it, we miss it. They don't never miss it. No matter how they sing it, they don't ever miss it. Oh, I want to see him just to look upon his face. There to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares all past, home at last. The last verse, last verse. He said, fear not, for behold. It's a beholding thing for sure. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Someone would say a word, I don't even know how to spell it. A-W-H, no, that probably wouldn't be right. All. Boy, I just live in all. I just live in all of his glory. I just live in all of his goodness. I just live in all of his blessings. I, I just live in all when you was... Sending that video about trip, you were just in awe, wasn't you? Just about how, how good God is. And Amanda, y'all had that wedding the other day, just, just in awe. I seen the picture, just, just in awe, how it's all done come about. Then we, then we that come to Jesus, we just live in awe. That A-L-L, all. To all the people. The gospel had come to all people. Right before Houston's going to start an invitation, we do in an old country church. Wow. I had looked up uh, a song. This is where it happened at. It said, O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above the deep and, dream and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark street shining, the everlasting light, the hopeless fears of all the years are met in, met in thee tonight. For Christ is born of Mary and gathered all above while mortals sleep and angels keep their watch of wondering love. O morning stars together proclaim thy holy birth and praise the sing to God the King and peace to men on earth. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend on us today, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, we, the glad tidings do we tell. O come to us, abide with us, our Lord, Emmanuel. Wow, what a gift. What a gift we have as Christians. Born again, 
What a gift. The Bible says the fool says in his heart, there is no God. What good is it going to do you? What good is it going to do you? If you left all that to these little children. What if good if, if you had provided everything that they needed, but you never told them about it? What if you never went to an attorney and you never told him, you never got it recorded, this is what I want to go to each child, this is what I want, what if it never happened? Well, we know what would happen. The state of Tennessee, I guess, would get what you had coming to your children. Don't leave them out. This Christmas season, make sure, as a mama or a daddy, and we've got several in here that you hadn't made your decision yet. You hadn't, you hadn't made your election sure. If you say, well, he's talking about me, I, I don't know. I'm talking about people I've had conversations with that intend to get that right. I'm not talking about someone that, that I mentioned it to and they wished I didn't. I'm talking about people that was glad I did. But they just hadn't made that decision yet. Maybe this morning is going to be the morning that you're going to make that decision. I don't know of a better time do you receive the gift of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. He hung on the cross. He arose from the grave, and he loves you this morning. Let's bow our heads as we pray. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you that there is no life.